0: Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager podcast episode number 328, and you'll have to guess the, guess the player this time, as uh, No Darth Wager and uh, the Joker just joined me for the summer movie Flashback. That's right, we flashback and we go through the movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then uh, at the start of the podcast, I give you my picks for Week 16 of the Major League Baseball season. I go through the AFC East win totals for this upcoming season. And then the Game of Thrones Bracket Madness, the Marine Bracket, Sweet 16 matchups. I go through those. Uh, don't forget, uh, go to MyBookieAG. Use promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus and join their super contest. $100 to enter, $150,000 to the winner, $200,000 in prize money. If more than 2,000 people sign up, the money goes back in and those the prizes will be the prizes will be higher. Uh, don't forget, I'm going to author the Aliyah Armenian series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead Squeeze Play. Get them directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. And if you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. And there weren't too many baseball picks because the, you know, the pitching matchups haven't come out yet. And those will be updated at jeffreyblander.com. And if you go there, the picks are absolutely free. And uh, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play. And buy yourself something nice. At no additional cost to you when you do that. And all those picks are free. I actually had a winning week the week before the All-Star break. Darth has been winning all season. Of course, you should follow his picks and his Darth Wager Theory. Let's get right to it. Podcast number 328. And then the summer movie flashback. Running Man. No Darth Wager. We got Joker towards the end of the podcast. But we still have the quiz for you. Episode 328. This athlete wore number 28 for most of the teams he played for, specifically the Minnesota Twins. He uh, actually had quite a career, a very long career, 22 seasons in the major leagues. He led the league in shutouts in 1973 when he was an All-Star and also again in 1985. Those are only two years he was an All-Star yet he is a hall of famer he he had a weird season back in the late 70s early 80s where he had a string of no decisions that was unbelievable he he couldn't get a win or a loss in um many games Uh, i'm trying to find the number i think it was like something like games he didn't get a decision in that season which was kind of ironic because later on in his career I think it was let's see uh I think it was 1979 he started 37 games had 20 no decisions and then back later on in 1985 he has 37 starts again and has 33 decisions in those games. It's kind of unbelievable. He pitched 293 innings that year. Um, he's a 3,000 strikeout club member. Again, he's a, his numbers are tired by the Minnesota Twins. Uh, he put, also played for Cleveland, Pittsburgh, California, and Texas. Usually left because... He can kind of be controversial. I think he flipped off a TV camera on a national televised game for Texas, even though I think he threw a no-hitter for them. Uh, He wanted out of Pittsburgh for more money. He wanted out of Cleveland because they sucked. Um, Was born outside the United States. His actual first name was Rick, R-I-K. Born in the Netherlands. Albert. Bulejevin, Burt Blylevin, you haven't guessed it by now, 287 career wins, 250 career losses, had quite a career, Uh, had rotator cuff surgery late in his career, 1991-ish, came back, went in 92, went 8 and 12, Uh, but he was actually pitching pretty well in the late 80s, he had 17 wins in 86, 15 in 87, went 10 and 17 in 88. 17-5 17-5 and five for the Angels in 1989, and then the next year's 8-7 suffered, suffered a shoulder injury. Um, Burt Blylow. So that's episode 328. This is named after him. Got a few baseball picks for you. The All-Star break is over. The American League won again. I only have a couple games because people just, you know, these teams are just not updating who they're going to play uh, and start in these games. And I like to go by the starting uh, – Pitchers, uh, we've got the White Sox at the Ace on Friday. Mike Fierce, sub-3 ERA in May and June. He has a 2.91 ERA at home, 197 batting average against at home. He's 2-0 versus the White Sox in four starts the last three years with a 2.70, 2.74 ERA. This game is in Oakland. Ivan is pitching. He had a 4.89 ERA in June, which actually is an improvement because May and April were not good for Ivanova. Uh, he uh his ERA on the road is actually not bad um, compared to that at home. But I'm still taking the Whites to uh I'm taking the A's over the White Sox in this one. Take the A's over Ivanova and the White Sox on Friday, the twelfth. Um, and staying in, and it's my only game for Friday. On Saturday, Astros at Rangers. Let's stay in the Let's stay in the West. Um, took the A's. We'll stay in the West. Astros, Rangers. Mike Miner's been great for Texas this year. His ERA is under three. At home, and on the road. Two starts for Houston this year. They only have twelve hits off him in twelve innings. Wade Miley's pitch. Well, in one start versus Texas, but his ERA is approaching five on the road. This game is at the Rangers' launching pad. Actually, every ballpark's a launching pad, but uh, launches a little bit more at at Texas Rangers Stadium. Uh, I'm going to take the Rangers and Mike Miner over the Astros, and uh, they kind of need that one. Uh, Not that there's many pennant races uh, going on or going to happen this second half of the year, but... The Rangers have overachieved and kind of gone under the radar. You might actually get good odds in this one because they are going against the Astros in this one. The Rangers have been better um, than what was expected this year. Um, they have a run differential of plus 24. Them and Oakland are both playing pretty well. <laughs> Yet Oakland's 7.5 behind Houston. Texas is 9 back. They basically need to sweep this series uh, against the Astros, and still the Astros will be very, very, very comfortable in that one. Uh, AL Central, not much of a race there. Cleveland's five and a half back. They did win six in a row to finish up the, the first half of the season. I guess Minnesota could fall back, but Minnesota's run differential is 116. I mean, that's even better than the Yankees. And, you know, the Yankees are up six and a half on the Rays, nine on the Red Sox. Basically uh, fighting for the wild card. National League, you know, Nationals, Phillies, six, six and a half behind the Braves. I guess that could be close. The, the Braves are kind of young. I, I've already talked about the central, NL Central at nauseum. Uh, the Reds, who I love, we know that. Um, they're four and a half back at first, and they're the last place team. And it's probably the Cubs division to win. They're plus 55 in the run differential. And, and forget about it. The Dodgers are running away with the uh, NL West. So there you have the baseball update. Uh, go to jeffreybelanger.com. All the baseball picks are there. They're absolutely free. And uh, when you're there, click on the Amazon banner app. Buy yourself something nice and no additional cost to you. It'll help support the cost of the show. Take a look at the NFL now. NFL, the AFC East, over unders, the win loss over unders, the Patriots. Their over/under number is eleven, and for for them, if you pick the over, which they usually go over because they usually get twelve wins, um, it's minus one hundred and forty. They they always win twelve. Uh, early part of their schedule is soft, other than that pit game, the pit opener. They have three division games. They do have Miami in September. Maybe they melt a little bit in that, but. Not a very tough schedule for them, other than the Pittsburgh opener. They are playing at Philadelphia. They got Dallas at home, at Houston and KC after the bye on November tenth. That might be a tough stretch, but I, I can't imagine them at worst going two and two in that stretch. I, I unfortunately, I think you got to take the over, and, and with the Patriots at minus one forty, there's a reason why the odds aren't good because it's a good pick. It's you know the Jets. Um, the Jets, Odell returns to New York in week two against the Jets. Uh, week three through seven could determine the Jets' season. Their over-under number is seven. If you pick the over, it's minus 145. A lot of people liking the Jets. I don't know, with uh, a lot of changes going on with the Jets. I'm not sure. But they're pretty stable with Todd Bowles there. I'm not sure I like that. Maybe second year with the this with their quarterback, will help them. Taking the under is plus 115. Weeks three through seven are determined whether you hit your over under with the Jets. Uh, week three at New England, then they get the bye. And then they're at Philadelphia. Then they got Dallas home, New England home. Their last 10 games are pretty easy. They could go five and five. But that, that, that stretch... Week three through seven, really don't determine their season. I'm not touching the Jets. The Bills, over, seven, just like the Jets, minus 140 if you take the over, plus 110 if you take the under. Do you believe in that quarterback is the question. Uh, they're at the Jets and at the Giants to start the season. So they're in in, in MetLife Stadium to start the season. Uh, their schedule's pretty soft. Uh, they got Philly at home. They're at Dallas. They're at Pittsburgh. And they got two versus New England. That's five games. The next eleven, they could win. You're, you're counting on them to win eight out of eleven games. <sighs> I'm not sure you can do that. Not sure you can do that with Buffalo. Uh, at plus one ten, you might want to grab the under seven on that and uh, root for them to go six and ten, especially if the Jets. You know, they're picking them to go – Vegas is daring you to take the under with them. Uh, if the Jets and, and uh, Sam Darnold are better in year two, it uh, could be interesting. Uh, the Dolphins, their over-under number, over under number is, the, is the lowest in NFL, four and a half. Uh, if you take the over, it's minus 145. If you take the under, it's plus 115. They have three go- home games in September. This is helpful. Maybe it melts the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Chargers—three pretty tough opponents. And you know the Ravens are on a ground uh, ground game It's going to be all over the place, or really wear out that defense. Uh, it could affect them later on in the season. Uh, their first four games are tough, and then they get the bye, and you're going to really see if Rosen is the chosen one <laughs> with that roster. For them to get five wins, I, I think I I I, to, I I don't know if I could take a team that low. But if I'm going to take a team to lose that many, it's probably the Dolphins, who looks like they want look like they wanted to tank. You don't know what Rosen has. I probably take the under because those are odds plus one fifteen. You you you, but that's a Vegas trying to trick you into taking it too. So. Uh, that's a tough one. I, th- I think the the most solid bet is the Patriots over in that one. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Before you go to Game of Thrones in our battle for the Iron Throne, don't forget my bookie AG. Go there. Use the promo code Darth at checkout. You get a fifty percent sign up bonus. Sign up for their for their uh, their their super contest. One hundred fifty thousand dollars to the winner. Two hundred thousand dollars in prizes. If more than 2,000 people sign up, more money will be awarded to winners. doesn't get better than that. Uh, use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You play you get pay- and you get paid at MyBookieAG. We're in the Marine bracket. The uh, last of the six, Sweet 16 matchups, we have Davos Seaworth, the 12 seed. Uh, the miraculous 12 seed advanced to the Sweet 16. He's taking on Gregor Clegane. Also known as the Mountain, who might be a mythical creature, kind of like a dragon, because his brother, Sandor the Hound, again did about eighty-seven different things to kill him. So did Alaria uh, Sand's uh, love interest. Um, I forget his name. My my goodness, uh, he he practically uh, killed him a bunch of times as well. I I I just don't know if. if if the mountain could ever lose. And uh, I mean, Obermartel Martel had the poison stuff all over him and he still survived, still survived. And why does he follow the lead of all these people? Why doesn't he just like kill everybody himself? I I don't get it. Um, But he definitely takes out Davos Seaworth. Uh, Davos, clever man is a survivor, but he's not surviving the mountain. No way in the world does he survive the mountain. So, Gregor Clegane, the mountain advances. The two-seed, Grey Worm, the unsullied leader, the gelded leader. Going against Jamie Lannister, definitely not gelded. Had sex with many people, including his sister, the weirdo. Uh, and Brienne of Tarth. He's the three-seed. Jamie Lannister, cunning. A survivor. Grey Worm. Kind of a meathead, especially towards the end of the show when you watch him. Very meatheadish. Quite the warrior, but I think he might overcommit and not use his brain at times. And he's kind of distracted by Miss Sandra, and, and he must be good at uh, oral pleasuring women because she was quite infatuated with him. I'm going to take the three-seed Jamie Lannister, even though he's a southpaw because, uh, you know, those those crooks uh, cut off his, his good hand. So there you have it. This is... The Sweet 16 is done. We're down to our final eight. In the Valeria bracket, we have Tywin Lannister and Aleria Sand, the four seed and the six seed, respectively. In the Winterfell bracket, you got Daenerys Targaryen and Ramsey Bolton, the one and six seeds. In the Kings Landing bracket, you got the nine seed Tyron Lannister and two seed Yara Greyjoy. In the Marine bracket, you got Gregor the Mountain Clegane and the three seed Jamie Lannister. The final eight. We're on to the Elite Eight and the Game of Thrones. Battle for the Iron Throne. Single by, battle by Single Combat for the Iron Throne. We're on to that. Don't forget I'm an author of the L e. A Mini series, Code Blood Red, Fourth and Dead Squeeze Play. You get that from my publisher, the Wordverve.com. Or if you're Amazon Prime user or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. Now we're going to join the Joker and we're going to discuss the movie. Running Man. Joker. The Running Man. It was it was made. This is our summer movie flashback. It was made, I don't know what year. I think 1987? Yeah, 87. It, was, it was released in 1987. November of 87. They delayed the release. It was supposed to be a summer movie. They delayed it by four months because another Arnold movie came out that july predator predator yeah so uh, this movie it's it's based on a futuristic united states in 2017 to 2019 that's right we're we're in the end game we we are in the running man era so the director of the movie was uh, michael paul glasser also known as skarsky from skarsky and hutch i used to watch that when i was a oh. kid Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yes, so it's based in 2017, 2019, United States. The U.S. has closed its borders. The government has taken over the media. Boy, this is this is kind of weird, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Political prisoners. Interesting.
0: Political prisoners are made to play in these games where either they die or get their freedom. Running Man is the most popular one. This, this movie is uh, A book by Richard, Richard Bachman Do you know who Richard Bachman is? Stephen King It is Stephen King? So Very very interesting movie uh, I'm going to skip to one of the last things I wrote Did The Hunger Games steal this plot?
1: I've never seen The Hunger Games Really? Yeah.
0: Well, it, I remember Killian telling uh, Ben Richards, you got to get to all four game pods. And, like, Hunger Games has districts and stuff like that. It was kind of, and they have, like, a game where only, only the winner survives, everybody else has to die. It's very similar thematic uh, structure to both Hunger Games and Running Man.
1: I'm not going to lie. The title
0: alone, Hunger Games, as a fat person scares me. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, all right, so Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, another one of his great movies. He's a framed political prisoner. Uh, he's the the, the the Bakersfield massacre killer. But in reality, the government told him to kill. He refused, and they knocked him out. And all the other people in the Chapa killed all those people in Bakersfield. They were just hungry women, children, and... And men wanting food.
1: You're telling me this is fake
0: news? This is fake news. They made fake news. Uh, I was was noticing on the Running Man outfits, there there are Adidas logos on there. Wow. Yes. Adidas
1: Adidas was handsomely paid for that uh, product placement.
0: Yep. This is where... uh, Arnold used the line, I'll be back, and he trademarked it for himself. Did he really? Yeah. Good for him. Yep. I when he said that, I thought the best line came right after that. Cause uh Damian Killian looks at him because he goes, I'll be back. Only, only comes, in the rerun. Only in a rerun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was also the host of Family Feud.
0: Yes. And he was very... He liked to kiss the ladies on the Family Feud. I
1: not on the cheek either.
0: No. He was a lip kisser. Kind of like some of our relatives. Oh! <laughs> uh, so, some some other observations. Okay. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. That's Amber Mendez in the movie who Arnold basically abducts and tries to take her to Maui, and she hits him in the nuts and says, he's the Bakersfield murderer, blah, 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 rats him out, finds the finds the uh, the evidence that he didn't do it, right, and becomes his love interest at the end, right? Classic love story. Classic love story. Almost die, and then, you know, whatever. Uh... She, she does all right in that in that uh, in that role uh, his two uh, his two sidekicks uh William Laughlin and uh, oh what's this guy's name uh Reese Reese they, you know they were gonna die they got thrown into the mix they sh- sacrificial lamb sacrificial lamb but they did but Reese did find the uplink or weese found the uplink uh, for uh the underground movement in the two thousand the futuristic two thousand seventeen two thousand nineteen era.
1: Kinda funny. He kinda looks like
0: Bill Gates in the movie. You think? Yeah, he's got that nerdy nineteen eighties Bill Gates look. Hmm. I guess. Uh uh She was a Mary Con- uh, Conchita Alonzo uh, didn't really play many films after that but she did become a nanny did you know
1: that like the nanny like Fran dresser or an actual nanny
0: no the actual nanny that uh, Arnold ran off with when he was married to uh, the, one of the Kendi ladies there oh nice Maria Shriver no no, I'm just kidding she, she wasn't the nanny that he slept with
1: oh I was gonna say ain't that some shit <laughs>
0: She, she was actually in quite a few movies and TV shows. <laughs> uh, so the bad guys. You got Jim Brown, Hall of Fame running back, Cleveland Cleveland uh, Browns. He was Fireball. You have Jesse, yep. Jesse Ventura, Captain Freedom, who refused to fight. You have Erlen Van Lith. He was Dynamo. That was the uh, light break guy. Yeah, the light break guy. He was also a trained opera singer, and he was actually singing during his finishing moves. That was him singing.
1: I'm surprised they didn't know it was Enrico Palazzo from Naked Duck. Right? It's Enrico Palazzo. Uh, (laughs) Gus Restwitch was
0: Buzzsaw. And and I noticed Arnold made a lot of corny movies, uh, corny uh, sayings in this one. With Buzzsaw saw when he like sawed him right up through the through his junk, he said he yeah. had to he had to split.
1: He looks just like the wrestler, main wrestler, Pete's Vader.
0: Yes, he did. So Sub Zero, the Asian guy, I looked him up. He was Professor Turo Tanaka.
1: Oh, I wonder if he's related to the great ECW alumni Masato Tanaka.
0: I know, right? And then Richard Dawson's um, Bodyguard Sven Ol Thorson he, he used his own name In the movie He went, he, he was Sven In the movie oh, Good for him So I thought Richard Dawson Kind of stole the show I thought he was Very good in this
1: I'm surprised They went with Jim Brown And not like OJ Simpson At that time
0: uh, Yeah Jim Brown Was still Pretty popular then.
1: You know, O.J. Simpson blocked me on Twitter.
0: He's one on Twitter.
1: He blocked me. He blocked you. you, you... Yeah. Did... All I did, so he posted a video on, like, I think it was July fourth. So I sent up a tweet. I said, if "Everybody's dying to know: Are you going to take another stab at a naked gun?" And he blocked me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I can't understand why. I know. Uh, Dweezel Zappa, son of Frank Zappa. He was one of the underground guys fighting for freedom. He had a couple lines, and the couple lines he had was uh, lines that his his dad Frank sang. Oh, shit. Yep. That's pretty cool. And. Uh, he was he was named Stevie in the in uh running man after Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. I
1: was gonna guess that when he said Stevie, not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Uh Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac was the leader of the underground.
1: It's all starting to come together, Pepper.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Um uh, so, I, I I really like Richard Dawson in this, and some people say that the way he, you know how he treated everybody like kind of garbage in the in the movie. That yeah. that's kind of how he treated people on the price, uh, not, not the price was uh, on uh, Family Feud as well. Family
1: Feud, yeah,
0: the underlings and, and all them, yeah. I I
1: love. but it's unrelated though. I love watching the old like clips of the like idiotic answers from Family Feud. Ah, there was this one guy. He's like name an animal with three letters. The guy said fucking alligator. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever see the one Uh, where the lady (laughs) the
0: lady answered everything chicken?
1: (laughs) No, but I mean like the guy's like something you put in tea, a tea bag. (laughs) The time you go
0: to, to bed at night. The time you wake up in the morning. This, I mean, this guy, his answers were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so during the, during the movie, even though he's a Family Feud guy, they kind of stole from The Price is Right and Bob Barker. He calls down people out of the audience. Come on down. They picked the stalker to go kill Ben Richards and his buddies.
1: Interesting. Yep. Um, uh, another another unrelated note. I don't know if you have uh, Netflix. They got this documentary about The Price Is Right about this guy. It's called The Perfect Bid, and he went to The Price Is Right like he was like one of those mathematical geniuses who like has like an ironclad memory. Yep. And he re- he watched The Price Is Right every day, and the motherfucker knew the prices of everything. And was helping this guy from the audience. And on the uh, Daily Showdown, he guessed it exact. And he won both fucking showdowns. (laughs) Yeah, because they
0: repeat repeat a lot of the uh, items on The Price is Right.
1: This guy had a spreadsheet of the different... I mean, if if you're really bored and you want something interesting to watch, I recommend this.
0: (laughs) So... Richard Dawson, after Sub-Zero dies, he has to call the network and explain that, you know, it's a contact sport. That's what he called it. And then he, he makes reference to Gilligan, Gilligan's Island. He had to explain what Gilligan's Island was to all those – because in 2017, nobody knows who Gilgan's Island is anymore. He, had, he actually sang the theme song. Uh, this show – Inspired the TV show American Gladiators. Did you know that?
1: I could see that. They're very they I mean, they were wearing jumpsuits. Your guys named Blazer and Laser and Phaser, <laughs> Taser,
0: Taser. Um, so the evil government empire initials are ICS. This is also the name of the company that developed Skynet in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Shut up. Yeah.
1: Holy Easter eggs in this movie.
0: I got some other ones for you. The announcer, Phil Hinton, he's the voice of of Squidward on SpongeBob. Oh, shit. Yeah, so if you watch the movie and you listen carefully... The announcer of The Running Man, the, the, the like studio announcer, it's Squidward's voice. That's like the, the voice of Patrick is Daubert. Yeah, I know. Freaks me out every time I watch Spongebob now with my kids. Um, Paula Abdul uh, was the choreography for all the dancing girls. And many of the dancers were Laker girls like her.
1: She was a Laker girl?
0: Yeah. Uh, So you know how the code for Contra, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start? Sometimes I do that on different things and stuff comes up. I copied down a bunch of the codes that they used in uh, in the running man to see if it would work. So the satellite uplink code, when they're in the game, the satellite uplink code is 182461B 17174. And stupid Amber, she repeats it. And, and poor, you know, poor Weiss Weiss, he's dying. And he's like, You gotta remember this code. I don't want to die in vain. And that dummy keeps forgetting it's two 17s in a row. She keeps saying just one seventeen. Um the code to get into Ben Richards' brother's apartment. Wasn't very smart. It's kinda of like they stole from like uh or maybe or or maybe uh, spaceballs stole for them. It's four four five five six six. Oh shit. Alright, and the and the code to deactivate the neck collars. Very important. If you ever get a neck collar joker, you need to deactivate it. Six five three dash nine X. Six five three dash nine X. Yep. Right, so, so this is a gambling podcast. So Richards has killed everybody, right? He's killed, I think, two or three stalkers already. And it takes the old lady, the oldest fan of, of the Running Man, Angus, or whatever her name it, whatever her name is, and she chooses Ben Richards. You're telling me those gamblers with the board outside they didn't think to put Ben Richards as, a, as a long shot right from the get go, like. 1,000-to-1 odds? I mean, he did floor thousands. 1,000. I would
1: have guessed he would have been odds favor.
0: So he, when she says,
1: I'll take Ben
0: Richards, and he's like, you can't do that. She's like, I can choose anyone I want. I think he makes the next kill. They write him down on the board as 100-to-1 long shot. I also noticed they spelled sub-zero wrong. So apparently in the future they were pretty accurate with the texting technology and people don't know how to spell anymore. Yeah, pretty much it. that's that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Everything gets spell checked on it and people still fucking mess up.
0: So one thing I want from the Running Man I want to find, and I want to know how they play this. I want to get a home version of the Running Man game. Did you? <laughs> They gave it out to every contestant to get called up and picked a stalker.
1: I bet you it's like a bootleg monopoly, and in like instead of go to jail, you go to like Sub Zero's pit or something.
0: Maybe it's shoots and ladders.
1: Yeah, that's another possibility.
0: Yeah. Uh the old guy from the resistance, I, I believe that was uh Mick Fleetwood. Uh he quotes Captain Kirk. Uh and he's mad because the people in 2017 don't know who Mr. Spock is. And they should because Star Trek still has shit going on right now, right?
1: Uh, yes, I'm a big fan of uh, Sulu. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so now's that point of the, the, the movie. What point in the movie do we die? All right, this is the death game, Joker. I got six, as always, six, six areas of the game show of, of The Running Man. Where do you die? Sub-Zero, the first stalker comes out. He's got exploding pucks. He's got a, a, a hockey goalie stick that is super sharp and with razors on it. Then you got Buzzsaw with his chainsaw and Dynamo. The first time you face Dynamo. And so you got Buzz, Buzzsaw him counting as one. And then Dynamo the first time you face him. And then Fireball comes out where you find out the three winners from the previous season weren't really winners. They died. And then you got the fake Captain Freedom and Dynamo the second time where he's trying to rape uh, Amber. And she shoots the sprinkler and fries him. At what point do you die, Joker? Sub-Zero, Buzzsaw, Dynamo the first time, Fireball, the fake Captain Freedom, or Dynamo the second time?
1: I'm going to say Dynamo the second time because at this point my ADD has kicked in and I stare at his lights and I die. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I die in this game. I think I'm very elusive. I think I escaped the. the I, I think I can escape.
1: I think, the, I think the only one that really actually scared me was uh, Chainsaw Charlie.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buzzsaw?
1: Yeah, that was a big motherfucker.
0: Yeah, he was he was kind of crazy, too. So, uh, I, I got to finish with this. At the end, throughout the movie, they show that stupid uh, cola sign with Richard Dawson on it. And he ends up flying through the uh, sign at the end and dying. But Sven is there and could protect him. But Richard Dawson was such an a-hole to his underlings that when Ben Richards is there, Sven's there next to Richard Dawson, and Richard Dawson's like, go ahead, Sven. Take care of him. Sven looks at him like, I have to go score some steroids because he, uh, Richard Dawson was busting his balls because he couldn't hear or something. He said, what, steroids affect your hearing? And Sven leaves him. I think that's a learning lesson from everyone. You, you don't shit on people on your way up the ladder because on your way down the ladder, they might shit back on you, right?
1: And I hope the uh, – that's a, that's a great point you make, and I hope that the uh, people who work for the state of Connecticut take that into
0: uh, note. <laughs> Jesus. Don't get yourself in trouble. Not that anybody's yeah.
1: Listening.
0: All right, Joker. I, I, our, next, our next movie is The Predator. So we go back-to-back, back. Running Man and Predator. You know what those two movies have in common?
1: Um, they both have Arnold. Yep. And they both have former athletes with Jim Brown and Apollo Creed.
0: Yes, but this is what another thing they have in common. They both have future state governors in each movie.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, Jesse the Body.
0: Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: You know he he like permanently lives in Mexico in like the middle of the forest. Who? The Jesse the body. Get
0: out of here, really?
1: Yeah, I was listening to a podcast with uh him and he's off the grid.
0: He's off the grid. Interesting. He
1: doesn't like what, he doesn't like what our government's doing and he said, "Fuck this shit. I'm out." Wow. Well, and
0: he he was a, uh, kinda like, he kind of like kind of kind of like what he did in Running Man. He said Fuck this shit! I see Ben Richards killing everybody. I'm out. I'm not going out there. Captain, Captain yeah. Freedom, staying alive. <laughs> oh,
1: the Predator, one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. All right, Joker. Anything else to add to the good of the podcast?
1: Um, this Saturday on uh, what the hell is that uh, app? Bench. BR, Bench, uh, the sports app. It's called BR. I forget what the fuck it's called.
0: Bleacher Report?
1: Yes, Bleacher Report. Uh, streaming live is AEW's uh, Fight for the Fallen for Good Wrestling. I uh, guarantee you uh, watched that one in their last show two weeks ago for Fighter Fest. You had uh, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose from the WWE, he left with my boy. Joey Janela, they had a non-fiction fight. You had barbed wire, you had ladders, you had tacks. Oh, my. Oh,
0: my.
1: He got, uh, dropped feet first with no shoes or socks on into the tacks.
0: No shoes and socks on, dropped feet first onto tacks.
1: Oh, I was in all my glory. (laughs) It should be noted that uh, I went to Joey Janela's Spring Break 3 down in, uh, new jersey this past uh, april that's where the chan the fans were chanting no legs to the wrestler with no leg. right i remember
0: <laughs> my kids were watching that at your house they're kind of freaked out at that yeah. because yeah. they pulled basically a, ki- a, a guy out of a wheelchair and started beating the hell out of him my kids are like what
1: the hell is uncle joel watching <laughs> and it's funny the guy that was beating the shit out of him tony depp and me and him kind of go back and forth on Twitter every once in a while. We're both uh, huge fans of the movie Major League. Okay. So we'll quote each other every once in a while. He was talking about he wanted to quit his job or something, and I quoted Lou Brown. Uh, sometimes you got to eat a nice big shit burger. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, Joker. So you gave us a wrestling update. Very good into the podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend. The the post Fourth of July weekend, hope everybody has a great one. Don't forget to visit mybookieag. Use the promo code Darth at checkout. Sign up for that for the for the uh, for the super contest on mybookieag. A hundred dollar entry fee. You play, you win. You get paid at mybookieag. Go to jeffreyblander.com. All the baseball picks are back up there. Not the All Star break is over, and uh, don't forget I'm an author of the LA Mini Series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. Get that directly from the publisher, thewordverb.com, or For Amazon Prime, Kindle Select user, download to your favorite electronic reading device.
1: All right. Signing off. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care.